Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Osiris. Welcome to Wheels Off, a show about the messy reality of the creative life. I'm Rhett Miller. What would it be like to have your band on the cusp of breaking out onto the national scene and then all of a sudden the world shuts down? You put out your first two albums, brilliant albums, in a time where you can't even get up on a stage and play the songs. That's what happened with Hillary Grace Fretland, my guest on this newest Wheels Off. She and her band, Fretland, put out a fantastic self-titled album in 2020 and a really, really achingly beautiful, sweet album, Could Have Loved You, in 2021. Hillary joins me from her pad in Seattle. She's working on songs for the next album and pining for the stages that she will inhabit once again, hopefully sooner than later. She's um, younger than a lot of my guests on Wheels Off, and that's a fun perspective to get. I think as I... I think she's doing all the right stuff. I think she's got such a great voice in terms of her writing and and then a literally great voice as well in terms of her singing. But I feel bad that the timing has worked against her. Obviously, there's bigger forces at work and bigger problems. But for her, I look forward to the day when lots and lots of people can show up and watch her sing these songs and the songs that she's working on in her pad in Seattle right now. She woke up early on this day in March to join me on a Zoom call to record this conversation, and I appreciate it. And I'm really excited to see what's next for Hillary Grace Fretland. How are you doing, Hillary? I'm doing well for uh, an early morning. I know. I know. I'm sorry I made you wake up. I'm on the East Coast, and you're on the West Coast in the Pacific Northwest. For the edification of our listeners, where are you joining us from? Uh, Seattle, Washington. And if you hear a slurp of my coffee in the audio every now and then, I apologize. It's just an extra Seattle touch. Yes, exactly. Second (laughs) cup. I'm doing good. (laughs) Um, Well, man, I'm so glad you woke up early for this. And um, I'm excited to talk to you. I really love your music. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's fun to get to talk to somebody. I wind up in wheels off. Uh, I've done a hundred and some number of interviews of these. And I do wind up usually talking to people in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. And so to speak to a, a young artist is cool for me. Uh, and um, so I want to know what, uh, what creative project are you working on at the moment and how does it light you up? Um, well, it's so kind of you to say young artist. I'm actually 29. So I'm like, I'm just on the cusp of being in my thirties, especially, which is (laughs) very fun. Um, I think I'll quite enjoy it actually, but 
Um, right now, I have just been, it's more like the very beginning um, process of like forming an album where I'm just, I have like a million voice memos and, you know, in between work or something else I got to do, I'm like trying to work it out on guitar and saving that for whenever I get back to it. So um, this part of it is always kind of fun and hopeful because there's not like a I'm not sitting down and like trying to really hammer them out I'm more just like soaking up the uh the inspiration as it comes and I feel like that's like the best part about being an artist where you're just like I'm inspired I wrote a line today and then <laughs> and then soon I'll have to work hard and that will <laughs> that'll be work <laughs> Do you do you think about it a lot as the songs are coming into you? Do you sort of catalog what kind of songs they are? Do you try and see if there's a specific direction where the album's headed and then nudge it either in that direction or away from it? Or do you do you try and control it or do you just let it happen? Mm, I I think in the past I haven't controlled it. Um my fir our first album was like a collection of songs over almost like a decade. Um, and the second album was like a very like snapshot into my life in like the last two years. Um, very sad album. So much so that like when we got to the studio and we were listening back to it, everyone was like, okay, all right, this is, <laughs> this is going in this direction. Um, it's not like a bad thing, you know, you, you write what you what you know or what you're going through but I definitely had to like hyper focus and be like okay like this album needs a couple pick-me-ups <laughs> um, and that became uh, Do You Think of Me um, co-written with uh, my bandmate Luke Francis and then uh, One More Try which ended up being my favorite song on the album um, but there was a couple other songs that I was really trying to fit onto that album just to even it out and it it didn't work out. I just, yeah, sometimes they don't work out. So I wonder about that because, I mean, I've done that even however many records I am in, I still deal with that. When you were trying to make those last minute songs to try and even out the album or a lot of times, and I'm not saying this is what you did, but a lot of times an artist will be trying to like capture a hit or like give something mm -hmm. that like that either radio people or movie sync people will really, really want. Have you, have you found that that's a thing that you can do? Because it seems like a lot of times that's when you try and calculate, it ruins it. Yeah, actually. Okay. So do you think of me with it happened just like really organically and that ended great up song. Being well, thank you. Like one of the favorites on the album for a lot of people, which I thought was really nice because it's like the only bright spot um, on the album, <laughs> which actually it turned one year old today. Um, oh, congratulations. The music video. Yeah, yeah. so that's really sweet. And um, I do, I still do have this song in my back pocket where I feel like the hook or I don't know if it's a vocal melody yet. Uh, like this is where how far I got into working it out. It just was such a mystery to me, but it does have like this really great um, hook. And I, tr I really wanted to make it onto the album because I was like, this is like so catchy and fun and different for me. So <laughs> I, um, 
yeah, I think the pressure of like needing it to go on that album kind of, it just stopped me up lyrically and the whole arrangement. I couldn't, I just couldn't piece it together in time. So that was sad. And maybe, well, maybe it'll get a spot on album three. I don't know. Well, of course it doesn't go away. And, and, and I really, I think I, I admired that the fact that you didn't just shoehorn it in or put up with something that you weren't happy with as far as, a lyric or whatever that's great like you didn't you didn't give into the pressure external or internal to just come on this is a hook we need bigger hooks come on make us money yeah yeah totally i don't i don't necessarily think of songs as like needing a hook or or something like that i think when you come across something that's a great hook then no one can see me doing air quotes <laughs> but um I don't know. I, that's not like really the goal for me. Um, it's like a nice little gift when they pop in there. But um, yeah, for the most part, they're just, they just kind of like fall out of the sky. So not a lot of control I have there. And then, uh, so the songwriting for the next record that you're doing right now, does it feel good? Does it feel different? I mean, so much of your output has been, I guess the first record, as you said, was a collection of things you'd done over sort of the decade leading up to it. And that came out towards the beginning of the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. and, then yeah. the, and then the most recent record came out smack in the middle of it. Basically, your whole career has been in the pandemic. Um, how's that going? Um, <laughs> I was like, I was actually just thinking about this because we've been banned for about like four and a half years now. And I'm like, oh. We've been in the pandemic for the last two years, and that has like been a large chunk of time as like our part of our band identity, which is you know no one, no I think in retrospect maybe, maybe I would have like held on to album two or, you know waited for this all to be over. But at the same time, we've gotten to meet so many people and we've gotten to play so many shows and had such you know generous press for it that it's like I don't know you can't change anything so like why why obsess over if things could be different I don't know yeah and your instincts told you to do what you did right and yeah you followed yeah. them yeah exactly I mean our instincts told us that touring by 2021 would be a thing again <laughs> um, but uh, yeah this is just you know as they say unprecedented times so beer so, oh, uh, uh, go for it. Oh, I just, um, yeah, yeah. I, th I'm, I think it's great. I feel like you've been making a lot of lemonade out of the lemons, and it's fantastic. I, I wonder about when you were very first starting uh, um, to make music. Do you remember during your childhood always wanting to be a musician or a songwriter? Was this a career path that was always clear to you? Was there an epiphany moment, or was there some other life path that you could easily have gone down? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, it's quite a loaded one for me at the moment. Oh no. Um, actually, oh no, like in a, I mean, in a, everything's loaded right now, but um, it was always pretty clear to me that this was something that I wanted to do. Um, I don't think I ever like imagined myself being like very successful at it. Um, which I mean, like a gradient of success in general as a musician is hard to pinpoint. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, I did like a 
a couple courses in high school for college and I think I like just barely don't even have my AA which is like a, a source of like FOMO like I like just yesterday we were um, at the UW in Seattle and what like looking at all the cherry blossoms and I'm just like man I didn't get to experience like this part of life I just went straight into you know working and I didn't even really even really start the band till I was start jamming with people until I was like 24 or 25 so in some ways yes I always knew that this was something I wanted to do but lately I've just been thinking like the goal for songwriting for me has always been about human connection making sense of situations people um, and I think just like in general I'm, I'm really interested in why people are the way they are and I think um, some kind of psychology would be fun to explore um, in the future if you know if I go back to school so Something you said like you that. didn't get your AA what's what's an AA um associates degree. is that is that uh, like what you would get for two years of college or four mm -hmm. years of college yeah, it's like the the first level of like getting all your basics. Okay. So I had that by the time I graduated high school. And wow. I really enjoyed school. And then I just, um, yeah, I just took a different life path, I guess. Do, do you do this to yourself or do you have people in your life that talk about the potential that you had, like what you could have, what you could have done in other fields? It's funny. I don't normally ask people about this, but you just made me think of it. It sounds like you were something of a prodigy, like, like a definitely a smart kid overachiever to an extent. Maybe if you already had your AA by the time you finished high school, I'm just going to say that's impressive, right? Well, I mean, there's lots of programs. And to be fair, I think I just really hated high school. And so I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to like get out. Um, I didn't even, you know, truthfully, I didn't even have that terrible of a high school experience. But all my friends were older. So by the time I was a junior, I just felt like pretty alone. And so I just thought I might as well like go be alone at college and like get the first two years done with. So um I wouldn't say I was a prodigy by any means. I do really, I really do enjoy um, school and learning. Um, and yeah, for the most part, no, I, I don't have anybody in my life that's like, you know, concerned with what I could have done with my school. Um, both my parents have been very supportive of me going into music, if not like annoyed I didn't get into it sooner. Um, <laughs> So they, they're very supportive. And of course, you know, me bringing up going back to school, they're supportive of that too. So, so it's funny in that way. It's funny you didn't start till uh, the mid twenties in terms of doing it on a larger scale, but were you doing it throughout your childhood? Were you singing a lot? Were you playing guitar? Do you take guitar lessons? Yeah. So I started playing guitar when I was 16 and, um, my stepdad was a guitar teacher and I, this is another source of like, ah, why didn't I take lessons? <laughs> but um, no, I like, I pretty much just like learned a couple chords and locked myself in my room and started writing immediately. Um, but all of my family members are musicians and singers and uh, I've been writing songs since I was about 11 on piano mainly, um, which I also didn't take lessons for. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, 
Did I answer your question? I've just been rambling now. Yeah, no, no, that's great. I just, um, God, I'm trying to imagine because you, uh, you did you have YouTube as a thing, or did you just listen to music and figure it out? Yeah, I just, I mean, like YouTube was definitely a thing. I think by that time, but um, are you are you talking about like more like inspiration for writing or? I'm just I'm just wondering like you didn't take any lessons and like mm. m my brother is self-taught and it's annoying and I just wonder like how did you do this because you're really good <laughs> oh thanks I um yeah I think growing up with my brother and my sister they played like classical piano mm -hmm. so they were amazing and um, they would teach me um what I needed to know so that I could like finish a song or write and so I think just like picking things up by ear and just figuring out what works and there's a whole like slew of chords that I play all funky and <laughs> and not you know like if I had gotten lessons like they would have snapped me out of that bad habit but for the most part I just try and figure out what what chord I need and and then figure out how to do it so Sometimes I wonder about when people study so much, like you say, they would have snapped, you know, snapped you out of you doing all the weird stuff that you do. Doesn't it sort of homogenize the experience when like you came on these courtings and, and the shapes of them that you're doing or whatever, the way that you write, you came on them yourself without anybody telling you the rules. And in a way, doesn't that probably make for a cooler sound like a different like what you're doing something that nobody else is doing because you made it up yeah I think I think that is um I think that's part of it and I'm like and I am really um proud of everything that we've done so far with you know what some or even myself on occasion um feels like is a limited um, <laughs> <laughs> um skill set but at the same time like I think in general like I don't mean to be so self-deprecating, but I just feel like I'm probably heading into a season of like, I'm glad I didn't have any rules. And I think I'm like ready for some, like, I just think there's a, there's a lot of advantage in knowing the rules so that you can break them. Yeah. And whereas I just like, I'm not aware of rules in general. <laughs> well, do you, do you think you would ever consider taking lessons now, like studying properly now? Yeah, I, um, I pity whoever that is. <laughs> uh, uh, just the other day, um, I was like holding my pick and somebody was like, is that how you normally hold my pick? You're, and I was like, oh man, like I just, I'm helpless. I, I don't even know how to hold a guitar pick. Um, no, I'm, I'm mainly kidding, but. Uh, um, um, so a minute ago, you alluded to right now being kind of a loaded time and the question of life choices being somewhat loaded. Um, I wonder about the sort of internally generated obstacles, the things that we, creative people especially, but everyone, I think, um, build up within ourselves to kind of keep ourselves from succeeding or creating. Um, and everyone I've spoken to deals with them to some extent. And I wonder for you, what have you figured out as a way to get past them, to keep making music, to keep, you know, being a happy person? Have you figured out mm -hmm. any tricks? I, I don't know if I've figured out any tricks, but at least for me, like probably like one of my happiest places on earth is just on a stage. And it's like a, 
this like weird Zen feeling that I get where I just going to disappear into a song and I get to meet so many interesting and lovely people afterwards. And so it's, for me, it's just about playing. Um, if I can like regularly remind myself like, Oh yeah, I enjoy this. <laughs> I really enjoy this. Um, it's an extreme payoff for all the, uh, all the other time that I spend doubting <laughs> and um, thinking that should have gone to college or, you know, whatever, whatever, fill in the blank um, anxiety being a creative person. But for me, it, yeah, it's just about playing and um, I guess getting that little high every now and again to remind me why I do this. Well, it's it's tough for you because in the the years since you've put out albums and people really responded to them and stuff, you haven't really been able to play. But hopefully, it's coming back and you'll be on yeah. stages. Do you have tours lined up? Or are you going to wait till the record comes till the next record? You must be um, playing. That is the golden question. I I I do feel like I have this thing in my mind that's like, oh, like definitely like go on tour and like try and do it again. I think I don't know how. I would do if that just didn't work out again. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's happened a couple times now. Um, so, yeah, in general, I feel like we, like, just tried to be, like, really ahead of the game as far as, like, ahead of the the pandemic and, like, putting out stuff um, so that we could tour again. And And now that, like, things are opening up, I just feel like now I want to maybe rebuild some of that in a way that feels like sustainable because trying to get ahead of it of it again is um i don't know what word there is for the feeling that i have but i just probably just some anxiety about Sis it is it like like it's a sisyphusian type of thing like you keep trying the same thing over and over again pushing the rock up the hill yes and yes and so i just want to be free and i don't want a hill and i want <laughs> Well, no no hill. Like, hey, if I put out album, I get to tour album. And like, <laughs> there is no guesswork. Um, that's probably, yeah, that's probably it. Just well, I, different. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to hear it. I really do. I think you're doing all the right stuff. And and you know, when I started digging into what your career has looked like so far, I because I've wondered how different friends of mine have fared, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I have all sorts of friends that had hits in the nineties. They go play big shows and they're, I'm not going to say they're fine, but they're pretty much fine. They just like, Oh, sit home and catch cash checks or whatever. And then I have working musician friends where it's really hit them hard. And then there's this, this other group where like this, you know, kind of a, a younger band, younger artists where you're just, you really need these two or three years. And um, mm -hmm. I, Sorry, I don't mean to, I'm not like trying to make you more depressed because clearly you've thought about this, but I guess my point is, I feel like you've done a great job of maximizing it, making great records, getting them to people and people have connected with it. So um, Thank you. I, I hope for your sake that it, it does open up quickly because I, I'd love to go see you play at a venue with people in it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's something that I'm really looking forward to just in general. Like I have a really great band and um, really great um, bandmates. And it's like, we played um, at Connor Byrne and Ballard the other night and they were just so good. And I was on stage and I was singing and I was getting distracted, like feeling like I'm at a concert. This is amazing. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh yeah, I have to sing. Um, but 
that that is a fun feeling of like having a very good like live um performance because you get you get a little bit of it on the album but um i'm just gonna go ahead and say it we're we're a lot more fun live so yeah you like the album you're you're gonna i would love you to come and see us that's great the best kind of bands are so uh, this um the question i usually wrap up with it's funny how different it is for different folks because like yesterday i spoke to someone who has kids that are approaching this age and now you are not far removed from this age i'm wondering after all the wisdom that you've sort of shared with us during the last half hour or so if you would be willing to sort of um, distill that wisdom and imagine yourself as t as a 21 year old and in today's mm -hmm. world like if you ran into yourself at 21 what advice mm -hmm. might you give yourself but in today's world, eight years later. Hmm. I think just to be gentle with um, all the lessons that you learn along the way, gentle on yourself. I feel like I spend, I still spend too much time being like, oh, if I had known this sooner, or if I had um, this little piece of information earlier, I wouldn't have done, you know, X, Y, Z. And, and I just feel like that's like knowledge comes to all of us in the same way and you have to be like ready to receive it, but you can't know everything before you know it. So I guess just, um, going easy on yourself, you know, releasing music and art, um, as it comes to you and, and treating it with kindness afterwards. Sweet. Boy, and that really goes back to the question about how do you deal with the sort of negative internal stuff? Because you do, we do beat ourselves up, right? Thinking that we should have known something. Right, exactly. I mean, should have known a global pandemic was going to eat up the first two albums that we released. Should have known. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's an obvious couldn't have known. But yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of other little things in there for sure. Well, I really appreciate the time you've spent with me today. And I'm, I, I think the world of what you're doing, you're doing it all right. And uh, good luck with the next record. And good luck getting back out on tour and up on Thank stage. You. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. And thanks for your time today. This was a lot of fun. Uh, of course. Thanks, Hillary. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Wheels Off. Please be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes. That helps us appear higher in the search results and lets other folks know that it's a cool podcast to listen to. Also, as the kids say, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere else that you listen to shows like this so that you never miss an episode. This has been Wheels Off, and I'm Rhett Miller, encouraging you to create every day. Thanks, y'all. Hey, this is Scott from Fly on the Call. Each week I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or The Wonder Years, or a band on the rise like Spanish Love Songs, Origami Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.